0: live for another edition of our weekly Friday market update. Every Friday at 12 o'clock Pacific time, I look over the different headline articles that may impact the Bay Area market. And I also extract the data from the MLS so that you can see for yourself what is actually happening in the marketplace, including how our price is trending. Uh, If there's any questions, feel free to reach out to me at any time if you're watching the recording. Uh, If you're watching this live, you're always welcome to chime in on the comments. And if I have time, I'll be able to address it and uh, answer that for you. Without further ado, let's get started. Now, if you are renting or if you are looking for a possible trade-up, there may not be a better time to do so given how interest rates are in in the record low amounts. You're going to see that momentarily, and you'll also see as a result what lower interest rates mean in terms of the general broad market. Let's get started. All right. So, first and foremost, another week, another record low interest rate level. Average US mortgage rates have fallen below 3% for the first time in history. Now, this is a really interesting thing because the biggest thing related to this, and this is a huge driver of demand, is the lower that the mortgage rates are, uh, the more people think about, well, why am I paying X dollars amount in rents? The rental market has had a lot of declines, primarily the smaller units. So one bedrooms have had a much more of an impact than two bedrooms versus single family rentals. If you look at the data, the one bedrooms are about 11 to 12% lower than it was previously, depending on the city, especially more expensive areas. But two bedrooms impact has been way less than that. And then when you look at uh, single family rentals, they've actually have been renting just fine. So a lot of people have moved from rental units of uh, more expensive areas to cheaper areas for more space. But this is also because people also another reason is people are actually thinking like, why am I paying over $3,000 a month in rent when I can just easily buy a home and become an owner and get all the benefits of home ownership? So the rental market has significant weakness, especially the smaller ones, but everywhere else has taken, uh, has been increasing in terms of prices and demand because of these record low interest rates. So it's very interesting to see if you haven't refinanced or even if you refinanced in the last three months, uh, you should probably consider to do so. There are very flexible rates right now. Generally, the big banks are not as accommodative um, versus the smaller banks. So reach out to like credit unions, local lenders, brokers, you're going to be surprised at what those rates are. I, I literally had a client that it, because they're really busy, it took them like close to three months to refinance. Um, so they were, they started the process back in April and three months later, now the rate has dropped probably another 0.4% since then. So then as soon as that's done, they said, you know what, we should refinance again. So it's kind of interesting to see just how fast rates have dropped over the last several months. So even if you think that you are you know, in a good position, you know, if you have a job still, it may be worth considering that. Find a no-cost option so you're not paying fees and um, try to lower that rate even further. So something just to be aware of for those that already own a home. Um, these are just phenomenal, phenomenal times right now. All right. In terms of buyer demand and activity, mortgage applications increased by 5% again. Uh, there was a period that over the last couple of weeks, it had dropped, but that was also because it was at record high amounts. And then things started picking up again. So it goes back to saying um, this is a very strong leading indicator when it comes to uh, the demand levels, because if people are going through mortgage applications, they're getting pre-approved, They're going to be making offers, and once they're making offers, there's going to be a lot more bidders, a lot more bidders given what the inventory levels are. We'll see increase in prices. You will see that yourself momentarily as we look at the data across different counties in the Bay Area to see what has been a result of this over the last several weeks, several months. So applications continue to increase, um, very strong buyer demand at this time. One of the things that I pointed out before is share of mortgage loans and forbearance falls for the fourth week in a row. Um, As I mentioned previously, even if you want to get out of forbearance, you were not able to do so until the end of June. And it's been three weeks, two or three weeks now to mid-July. You'll see these numbers continue to fall. Now, it also varies, right? So different locations will have a different impact. So I suspect areas that are getting shut down again, Uh, like a Florida or Texas, um, given they opened up a lot sooner, may have more of an impact for forbearance levels and people out of work and unemployment. Here in the Bay Area, which is interesting, California has also recently, uh, it's really disappointing and unfortunate for those workers, but on Monday, they opened up for like a lot of places like hair salons in Santa Clara County to only two days later to have to close that down. Now, indoor dining wasn't much of a thing here in the Bay Area. Um, I think only Napa, that area, had it open. So there wasn't much change there. And they're still allowing outdoor dining. So uh, a lot of the downtown areas have really retrofitted a lot of their streets to allow outdoor dining space. So that's still going on right now. But this will impact things very differently in the different markets, depending on where you live uh, and the effects of uh, COVID cases, but also how the government is reacting to those locations. Now, this gives you an idea about the velocity. You know, one of the things I see most common is the speed of how fast things are selling. You can see that 34% more homes are sold within two weeks in June this year. So it just basically shows that the days on market, and it's been happening for the Bay Area for a while. Like in the Bay Area, things last a week only because they have a deadline at the end of a week. They want specifically people to come on the weekends. Everybody has a chance to make an offer and that way they'll have multiple bids. If there was not, none of that process and if they actually reviewed offers as they, as they come, then uh, honestly, everything would have been sold within a day or two days, right? So it's more of a strategy of why it's lasting even a week. Now, the ones that may sit on the market longer, there are reasons for that. And it's generally because of price it may be priced too high. So that is one aspect. The other, there's there could be different things related to the condition of the house, or you may not see it up front because we have it on a private remarks agent to agent, but there may be certain uh, terms that the seller may need. Like I saw, for example, this uh, house um, in Brentwood uh, and they, they wanted a rent back all the way to January. And I told my clients like, you're kind of defeat the whole purpose of moving to Brentwood uh, to have your uh, you can't even move until January, right? So you're going to have these kind of situations where some of it's just unrealistic, and but it is what it is, right? The sellers can dictate whatever they want, and it's up to the, the the market and the buyers to determine if they want to accommodate that. But in general, this is happening across the U.S. So this is not just the Bay Area. Bay Area has been having this for a long time now. I would say it's over. 60, 70% of homes are selling within uh, two weeks. And, and like I said, it, it could be even faster if there wasn't a deadline to get multiple offers. It is very common these days to have multiple offers, uh, very common to go above market prices right now. And it's just the reality of the market. Interest rates are very low. So you always want to consider what is your monthly payment because the price. Uh, will be higher these days, but if your monthly payment is locked at a pretty low rate and it's all relative to your rental amount, then it is still maybe worthwhile to keep moving forward, which is what a lot of people have been doing. So that's a little bit about that. And then uh, I, I've been mentioning for a long time, especially here in the Bay Area, a lot of people are working from home. A lot of people have that extended. I know in the biotech scene, a lot of people have already gotten back to work. So I know plenty of people in that uh, arena that. Have gone back to work already. They may work a few days in the office. They're taking turns, rotating. So that's on that end. From the tech side, most people have been uh, able to extend at least to the end of the year, and then they'll see what happens after that. But what does that mean, right? People, people need a home office more than ever before, because let's say most people are dual income, and if they're dual income. You can't both be sharing one space and you know, on calls and, and overlapping one another. You may need two separate rooms that you didn't have before, right? So that aspect of an initial space uh, is clearly evident here that everybody needs more space than they ever needed before, especially the longer this goes. So if you look at back in prices, and I'll show you momentarily, when shelter in place took place, what was the impact of real estate prices? It did not drop. It actually increased. And you can see specific asset classes. So, single family homes have done way better because they are larger. There's more space. You can also work out in your backyard if you wanted to, right? So, you have this aspect where people are leaving denser areas like a San Francisco to all over the Bay Area. So, this is the number one thing that people would want these days. It's the number one thing why a lot of people are making the move outside of low interest rates and not having to pay rent, but also the the fundamental need of an office space or a separate space to do work. So that's something just to be aware of. Now for a much more real-time number, let's go to a... So this was uh, a recent thing that I wanted to point out as well related to uh, home builder sentiments. So take a look at the stocks of, uh, most of the new construction companies, so like a Toll Brothers or a KB Homes, um, these types of companies, and take a look at their earnings and take a look at their future projections and take a look at their stock value. It's been phenomenal. So we have had record low inventory levels. And so new builders are able to take significant benefit of that. Many new builders tend to price a little bit above market given they're new, they have warranties, they have the peace of mind. But even they are having challenges just keeping up with the demand. There's a combination of things of low inventory. But also one of the things a lot of people don't re- realize is that a lot of people in the millennial generation, at least in the later stages of millennials, I think that goes to like mid-30s or something like that. A lot of them are the ones actively buying right now. So there is a migration of people saying, hey, look, I've been renting for eight years or whatever it may be. I should think about buying a house. I don't need to live in a high cost or high rent location, I can move into a place a little bit further away, but I can actually own a house. And so you'll see that the July home builder sentiments have risen significantly. And just take a look at the stocks yourself, see how they're projecting things. And you can see just the level of demand and the level of activity for those. I personally have helped three clients in the last month buy a new home construction. There are potentially opportunities to buy either lowering price, adding options, or also getting some sort of closing costs uh, back. So there are different ways for me as a realtor to negotiate on your behalf for those. Remember, when it comes to new construction, there's no point to go in on your own. There is no advantage of doing that. If they did, they will have no realtors ever sending business that way. They've already factored in a commission that I would make anyways That's all factored in. They're not going to say, hey, look, you went on your own. I'm going to give you a bigger deal. That's not how it works. How it works is knowing the cards, knowing the lovers, and then having that person on your side represent you to the best of their ability. So that's actually how the process works. Uh, There is no benefit of going on your own. Trust me, because I've been able to get discounts still. There's a one um, complex, I'll name it because I'll keep it secret. And so you'll have to reach out to me to know. There is one complex that we help the client buy. I was the first one to ever get any sort of discount because they're selling like crazy still, right? But everything has lovers. If, if you know the game, if you know how to play the cards. And so we were able to get some closing costs back, which has always been helpful, right? If you can get anything back, it's better than nothing. Remember, there is no fees for on the buy side of using me. So you might as well get the benefit of a top realtor, but also somebody that is representing you and on your behalf. Otherwise, if you think about it, the interest of the other side is is helping the, the builder, right? Helping the seller. So there's no way they can do it on both sides equally. So that's just something to be aware of. That's actually how the market works when it comes to even new construction. And I'll be seeing a couple of other new construction homes this weekend. And if you haven't, feel free to check out some of my videos on YouTube. I do a lot of new construction tours. There's a reason why they would allow me to do it, right? They want me to help bring in customers. If they didn't, then they wouldn't allow me to do that, right? So same idea. Um, it's a it's a it's a joint community of working with one another and um, ultimately helping the client find the dream home that they're looking for. And, and new construction is a fantastic opportunity for that, especially given the lack of inventory and given if you don't want to find uh, a pre-existing home because you're gonna come across multiple offers, multiple bids in that scenario. So let's look at the market data. So as I mentioned, every week, I extract the data from our backend system, which is the MLS. Everything I show is transparent. You see for yourself what is actually happening. There's nothing nothing that I can hide here. It is what it is. My job is just to interpret this and give you a sense of what's going on and at least short term. I'll also share my, my thoughts because every week I make offers so I will know what things go pending for, what is the situation, and I make offers almost in every county every single week. So uh, the first one that we're gonna take a look at is the San Mateo County. Uh, I'm gonna make this larger so you guys can see it. Okay, so it's a little bit larger. So one of the things I track every week is I wanna track the level of new listings which in this case, as you can see, it's at 160 new listings uh, this current week. There's been 152 that went pending uh, this week. So you can see it's a very large number relative to how many are hitting the market. So back to that velocity, it's, it's you know, basically as soon as it hits the market, it's pretty much going to be uh, taken very soon. So that velocity is pretty intense. You can see over the last couple of other weeks, it's been even more intense where the, the amount that's going contingent is even higher than than the amount that's, hit, that's actually hitting the market. So something to be aware of, this is San Mateo County. What I'm gonna do every week that's gonna be a little bit different is I will extract the prices. Uh, on, this is, as you can see, it's on month-by-month basis. You can see what the result that was when I pulled it up last week. So the left, left-hand side was what it was up to July 10th. And you can see this actually pull up, pulls it up of what the data is now into uh, July 17th. If it's able to pick up that much, that means the last week, the sales price amount was really high to be able to bring it up even higher than it was in June. So it gives you an idea. The recent week has been very high uh, in terms of prices. And this is for residential. So right now for residential we're at about 2.2 million average for a sing- for a residential single family house. Pretty incredible right now in San Mateo County. Now, for condos and townhomes, a little bit more of a weakness per se. Now, we're kind of at fairly flat levels if you look at it from a year to year perspective, but there is a little bit more uh, opportunities. Now, granted there's also not as many of those properties that may be available. But just something to be aware of if you're trying to buy a condo or a townhome in San Mateo County. So you can see single family, really red hot uh, condos and townhomes, a little bit uh, more opportunities to not have to compete uh, nearly as much. So that gives you an idea of San Mateo County. Now, Santa Clara County has been uh, incredible. Uh, It's actually been one of the hottest markets right now. So take a look at the results. Uh, We have 412 new listings, which is really good right? This is actually about what it was pre-coronavirus levels, right? Pre, uh, sorry, pre-shelter levels. However, we'll take a look at the number that goes contingent pending. Look at what it is this week. Now, 440 uh, that have gone pending, which is 30% more than what it was back in the pre-shelter levels. So don't, you don't have to complain or talk about not enough inventory or we're having limited inventory. The reality is it's about buyer demand and buyer activity. When you're talking about this much more over what it was pre-shelter, it's a huge indication of what is actually happening with prices and why things are happening with what they are. And so if you look at prices, now fortunately we have dropped a little bit from what it was trending before. This was up to July 10th it's been incredible, almost, I mean, it was $1.8 million for a single family home in Santa Clara County. Now we've kind of pulled back a little bit. So we're still at 1.7. However, it's important to keep in mind, right now we are at record highs. This is all time highs. So this is not just from the last 12 months. These are all time record highs right now. So it's been pretty incredible to see what happened, what's happening right now in Santa Clara County. You can see even from a condos townhome perspective, it's still very strong. Um, we're at record highs as well. Things are still going very positive in this in, in this area. Uh, you can see it's it's has a better result, but there's also a lot more. You can see this one has 3,200 uh, transactions that happened over the last 12 months. When compared to San Mateo County, that one had uh, that one had about uh, 1,200 transactions. So there's about three times more. So the volume is significantly higher. Uh, than than the than the than than San Mateo County, so very fascinating to see. I personally see it myself. Uh, a lot of the properties that I'm making bids on in Santa Clara County, especially in Santa Clara, Sunnyvale, North San Jose, that area, has had multiple offers. Um, been some have been higher than what market value it is. So we're seeing still that upward trajectory, but not all houses are like that. But it's just something to be aware of. Thank you, Mike, for the shout out. Charles, thank you very much for the shout out as well. Greatly appreciate it. And then, last but not least, I just want to cover Alameda County. Um, unfortunately, with the backend MLS, I haven't had the opportunity to be able to extract that kind of uh, data that I'm able to in San Mateo and Santa Clara County. However, I'm I am able to extract the prices. So, if people have been wondering about the East Bay and what kind of impacts the uh, East Bay has had, you can see a similar result. July figures. Um, is close to record highs. It's not as intense as you know Santa Clara County, but is still clearly very popular. Their average price for a single family home is lower, close to about one point one million dollars. Condos, townhomes, kind of similar facts. We're at pretty close to record highs. A little bit lower than the April figures. Things are still moving along. Things are still very active right now. Um, so, I w- but there's less competition than there would be versus. Uh, what you saw in San Mateo County and Santa Clara County. So that would go ahead and wrap it up. Um, Thank you everyone for tuning in for another edition of my weekly Friday market update. As you can see, every Friday, I look at the different news headline articles. I give you my thoughts What's what's actually happening in the market itself. I extract the data. You're able to access, you know, these same uh, spreadsheets and the same data. I actually share it on my YouTube channel. So be sure to check that out. Of course, if there's anyone that you know that is considering to buy or sell, it works both ways, right? On the sell side, you can see if you plan to sell within the next year, I don't know what you're waiting for. I mean, we have record highs right now. I don't know if you're trying to time it even further. It's, it's going to be very hard to, to time it even better than what it is right now with record demands. Now on the buy side, it's all relative, right? Because if you're paying, even if your rent got reduced by 10%, you're still paying thousands of dollars a month in rent that goes to some landlord. So it's somewhat of a trap that's actually happening for a lot of people that they feel the comfort that they can just sit around and just say, hey, look, I'm paying less in rent. Oh, that's great. The reality is you are still paying rent and you're still giving money away to somebody else. So it's something to be aware of and just, just keep in mind uh, when you're in that situation. Uh, know that you have a lot more flexibility. So if you happen to want to keep renting, know you have a lot more options. So be sure to negotiate harder. A lot are giving months of rent free to hide that baseline amount that they want to try to protect. Um, so it's just something to be aware of. But on the other hand, I mean, you look at these record low interest rates and compare that what to, to your monthly payment would be. A lot of it is, is starting to really, if it's even anywhere close to being even, then that is uh, that, that starts to be even a, a bigger no-brainer as to that decision of getting out of that rental space. So I hope this was helpful. Of course, happy to talk to you about your situation at any time. And uh, we can come up with a game plan and a strategy. Have a good weekend. I'll see you at the next one. Bye now. Thank you so much for making it to the very end of my podcast. If you are tired of renting in the Bay Area are a homeowner looking to do a trade up for a bigger home or are a real estate investor, I would love to connect. Click on the Calendly link and let's set up a time to talk. It's never too early to talk about options and to work out a game plan. I also do have an email newsletter, so sign up on the link in the show notes, or you're welcome to watch all of my content on YouTube. See you at the next one.